Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. He konai purangi tēnei nā te reo irirangi o Aotearoa. When we went out and we talked to these teachers and they just sort of just let it out, and some of them would be crying and reflecting on, you know, past students or students they have in front of them. I mean, we sort of think, oh, gee, you know, it got really emotional. How can we do a better job of preparing our student teachers so that they feel confident that they understand and know how to work really well with Pacific learners and their families and schools? The onus is on the teacher to go away and to develop the relationships to build those skills of inclusion because until that happens, there will always be groups who sit on the margin. Pacific educators on the impetus for building better cross-cultural competencies in education in New Zealand. Part of this impetus recently was TAPASA, a framework focusing on nine values seen through a Pacific lens released by the Ministry of Education. Informed by the points in Tapasa, academics from Victoria University, Fuapepe Romoni, Ali Glasgow and Robin Averill decided to co-author a book earlier this year called Pacific Educators Speak, Valuing Our Values. This was one of those projects where I just sort of had coffee conversations with colleagues, which made us decide, yeah, this is something we really need. Programs that um, didn't have many Māori or Pacific um, students who wanted to be teachers, sort of like the idea, that's where the idea came from. But the book itself was way more deeper than our sort of initial ideas. So um, the project went for about five years when we sort of got together and started talking, started looking around and thinking of who should we go to. And we do a lot of schools. Um, started in Wellington, um, Robin didn't work in Christchurch, and we went to Auckland. That's for Pepe Remoni. She's Samoan and one of the book's co-authors. This is Voices with me, Kadambri Ragukumar. In this episode, we're talking about what those Pacific values are and how and why do they need to be incorporated into classrooms so that Pacific students can truly thrive. The nine values the book draws from range from ideas like belonging, service, respect to inclusion, all examined from a Pacific cultural perspective. Originally, we interviewed both um, non-Pacific and Pacific teachers in the research and so we've collected a lot of data and lots of wonderful voices, but we could see that um, the stories that we were, were gathering from our Pacific teachers were going to be really key in informing our teachers out in the field and how, how to work in culturally responsive ways with our um, Tamaiti. That's Ali Glasgow of Cook Island Heritage and a co-author. I work in the area of mathematics education. So uh, not in the area of Pacific education, but in mathematics education. And so one of the things that I've always been concerned about is that our teachers um, are confident and know how to work with some students really well and with some students better than others. And I'm not sure that we've always um, known how to prepare our student teachers really well to work with Pacific children and Pacific families. 
And that's Robin Avril, the other co-author. Some recent stats and studies point out that Pacific students show some of the lowest pass rates in subjects like math, writing and reading at NCEA level. Ali Glasgow again. At the moment we have very few Pacific teachers. So we have to prepare our Pālangi teachers to be able to work with our Pacific um, learners in culturally re- respectful ways as well. So yes, I mean, I can see that those the stats don't um, stack up particularly well, but I think it's the quality of the teaching, it's not the learner. I, d- I think the teachers don't have the skills mm-hmm. to be able to really get their message across. It's not the learner. And I, I find that deficit way of thinking really frustrating. And um, so the stats, yeah, they don't, they're not a true picture of what's happening out there. I think that our Pacific children are, have been done a disservice. So how would an understanding of these values help change that by informing Pacific and non-Pacific educators about their place in the classroom? What would that look like in real life? Robin again. I think that the values can be used as tools. I mean, if you think of the value of respect and it's being respectful of the students to give them the best learning opportunities that you can. If you think of leadership, it's giving them the opportunities to lead and recognising what they know and can do and starting from there. So these are all things that are incredibly important for doing the best possible job of teaching literacy or teaching mathematics is to really latch onto these ideas and use them to guide your planning and thinking. Respect is not having one lesson for the whole class, Mm. but differentiating so that the students who have these particular needs have those needs met. So Mm. I I see these, these values not as counter to progressing academic achievement, but as necessary for progressing academic achievement and for helping frame teachers thinking about how they do that, whether it's for Pacific children or whether it's learning from these, the depth of these values to teach all students better. We're, I guess we're trying to put forward some examples, mm-hmm. as you say, of what does it look like that help teachers reflect on what are the practices in the school that might fit well and that might need to be rethought. Yeah. From Ali's own personal experience, some values really stood out to her while writing the book. I was going to think of one off the top of my head for an education, I think it's a sense of belonging. I mean, I think um, really in terms of sometimes not having that sense of belonging and um, sometimes having to give away parts of yourself to be in the classroom to succeed. Um, when we think of collective learning and um, you know, try and sharing and all of those things that that come naturally to us as a, as family and giving everything away and being you know sort of um, humble and also very generous to succeed within a Western education system, you really have to develop that individualism, and that is at the expense of everything else. You know, you've got to really think of yourself. And that's the really tricky thing, um, that often working in groups is just a natural thing. For a Pacific, you know, we're collective people, so working together just makes us happy. When you are too often on your own, then you get told off for being too much, you know, being, um, oh, get called all sorts of names. Oh, you're not, you know, <laughs> where, where have you been? Like my auntie will say, where have you been lately? As if to say, you know, you need to start coming back. So there's a lot of tensions that take place in terms of trying to live a Pacific way of life and also to live in this life. We all love our culture. It was never part of the the, um, 
list of things to do when we left mum and dad travelled over here for work and education it was never at the expense of losing out who we you know we were as, as um, Pacific Cook Island people but um, it's it's very hard mm-hmm. you know we you almost have to make an effort <laughs> the book's chapters examine these values by asking educators some really insightful questions and drawing some pretty emotional responses that took the authors by surprise yeah, we, we talked about how emotional it got. <laughs> like, we didn't think that um, something like this, you know, we just thought, yes, it's a resource. We need it. Let's get it out there. But when we went out and we talked to these teachers and they just sort of just let it out, and some of them would be crying and reflecting on, you know, past students or students they have in front of them. And then we sort of think, oh, gee, you know, it got really emotional. See, the teachers we interviewed were all... They're all successful. So they've worked through an education system at points having to give away their culture to be able to be successful, but they have never given away their cultural ways of living. So they work in this space, but they still have an understanding of what it is to be Pacific. And so what when we spoke to them, sometimes it was like, gosh, I've never had to think about this before. It's I've always had to put that to one side because to be here, I've, I've had to, you know, be very much part of a mainstream. So for them, it was actually going back and rethinking sometimes to the, the importance of their culture and what they could offer and what they bring to the classroom. So indicating to other teachers from, from you know, from the mainstream that, in fact, these children shouldn't have to be enculturated out of the way they live their lives. Robin Avril again. Yes, we did have people in tears when they were sharing, and, and sometimes... I think it was because that person was the only Pacific teacher in their school and carried a huge load for the Pacific community and Pacific children in that school of being the voice, and it was just a bit of a release for some people. Um, I suppose one emotional thing for me in relation to the book, not necessarily from a story but from the experiences, was seeing Pacific children thriving in some learning contexts mm-hmm. and absolutely loving it, learning, being completely involved and also seeing other contexts where that wasn't the case. And so that's the emotional side for me is that it would be wonderful if every single learning space was a place where the Pacific children were thriving in the same ways Mm -hmm. as some of the places that we've been to. For Pepe Rimoni, Ali Glasgow and Robin Avril on their book Pacific Educators Speak, Valuing Our Values. This is Voices and I'm Kadambri Ragukumar. Thanks for listening. Every week I talk to people from all around the world who call New Zealand home. So if you like what you hear, follow us on Spotify, Apple or wherever you get your podcasts from. You can also find us on the RNZ website. Today's episode was mixed by Jeremy Ansel and I'm Kadambri Ragukumar. Have you ever Googled your own name? Prepare for a shock because your personal info, including addresses and phone numbers, is all out there. It's all harvested by data brokers and sold legally. Aura is a personal digital security service that scans the internet for your sensitive information and provides a full suite of privacy-enhancing tools. For a limited time, Aura is offering listeners a 14-day free trial at aura.com safety. That's A-U-R-A dot safety to learn more and activate the 14-day trial period.